Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. What's up, everybody, and welcome to What's in Your Glass. As you know, uh, I'm your host, Carmelo Anthony. Before we get going, let's first welcome today's guest. You know him as his portrayal of um, Spencer James in the CW series All-American. Please welcome to the show, Daniel Ezra. Daniel, what's up, my brother? How you doing? Talk to me. Talk to the people. How's everything going? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. This is dope. This is a... you never, I, nobody told you you was my favorite player back in the day when I played high school. Wow, wow, wow. Like, see, how the, see how the universe works? Crazy. I mean, it's going to sound like I'm making this up, but I'm genuine, like genuine. When you was with the Nuggets and you're number 15, I followed you, bro. I was like, I would I would watch the game, then I'd go and try and do that shit on the court and <laughs> it would fail, but, you know, it was the effort that counted. Nah, I, pre- I definitely appreciate that, man. It's, it's you know, the... the 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 the, my, the fan base uh, is definitely your fan base has definitely grown over here has definitely grown in my household you know that's 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 like me and my son's go to show we sit down that's that's our vibe time I love it that's my favorite thing man when I hear about like parents watching that stuff watching it with their kids you know that's always that's always the thing that probably means the most when you know I'll get I'll hear like a father will say yeah me and my son watch it or me and my daughter watch it and likewise and things like that so I love that that's probably my favorite like fan reactions for sure. It's a, it's a, it's definitely a lot of a lot of uh, messages. Yeah, uh, and, and, and a lot of subliminals too. But it is a lot of lot of messages in, in, in the actual show. Yeah. Uh, for 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 those who for those who haven't seen the show, um, All American, uh, I, w- I would just say it's based on the life of a real pro football player, uh, Spencer Paysinger. Uh, the the show follows the story of uh, Spencer James, uh, who Daniels plays, who is who was recruited from. Uh, South Central to play for Beverly Hills High. Uh, first off, first off, being from England, right? Did did you have any idea just how big of a deal uh, American football is and, and and high school football in, in in the states? No, I had I had no idea. It wasn't until we filmed in season uh, season one, we filmed at the Rose Bowl where UCLA played. Oh wow! That was my first time ever in any kind of football stadium. And when I came in, I was like. There's no way this is college. Like it blew my mind. And I said, and I turned to someone, I said, You mean to tell me this is full every week to people to watch people play college football? And it was like, yeah. And it was like, you know, if you and if you used to go down like south to like Texas or Florida stuff, it's even bigger. And so I'm like, these are kids, these are like 18, 19, 20 year old kids, and like the whole town is coming to watch them play. That that blew my mind. This this we don't have anything like that in the UK. So that was a huge shock to me to see how just how big the sport was and how 
almost religious this thing is to to some people. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. And you saw it out out, out here on the West Coast, like yeah. like like somebody told you, if you was to go to the South and really see, you know what what they really do in the South and how how is a how is part of a religion down there. It's, right. it's part of who you are. It's part of your lifestyle. It's part of your family tradition, your household. It's wild. This, this, I mean, uh, one of my co-stars, Mike, Mike Balin, he's a big Ohio State fan and he keeps trying to get me to go to go to the shoe and watch them play. And he says, yo, when we're at UCLA or USC, it's like, just wait till you get to the shoe. Wait till you get to Ohio. <laughs> and it just, it just yeah, it's, every time I see it, it blows my mind, the size of it. The show All-American is actually about football, but it, it it also attracts, uh, is, is attracted to a larger audience than just fans of the actual game of football. Uh, well, like, what, what would you tell someone in the, you know, in the, in the fence about watching, uh, you know, if, if they think it's just a sports show or not? I would say, I would say it's about broken teenagers putting themselves back together again. You know what I mean? That's, that, that's kind of where, where we're at. Football is, was our way in. And uh, through this character and through the characters he meets on the team, on and off the field. But as the show progressed, it really became about um, the challenges of being young in America today, the challenges of being young and of color in America today. Um, that's, that's kind of where we've unfolded. And the football is a piece of it. It's an important piece because, you know, we're following this guy, hopefully to the NFL, uh, which is his dream. But around his world that we've sort of that the writers have done an amazing job of filling out everyone's got something that they're fighting that they're dealing with that demons they're battling and you know you 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 have kids you know how tough um this country can be for young kids and young black kids specifically like today it's it's um it can it, it can it can get rough for them and you know you've seen a lot of increases in things like anxiety and depression and all that stuff and so um what i think we're doing really well is balancing the football with real world issues that a lot of these teenagers and kids are facing today. And, and I'm real proud of that. And so if football's not your thing, I, I am re- very confident that you'll still find something to love about, about the show. How did you prepare for the role? You know, cause you, like you say, you didn't, you didn't have an idea of how big, you know, football was here in the States and in high school football uh, at that, but also, you know, getting in the mindset of, of being, you know, and South Central, and then one moment you were in Beverly Hills. Like that's two different, completely, totally different worlds. Like, how did you, how, how did you prepare your, you know, for, for that, for that role? Because because I saw, I saw in an interview, you you carried a football around with you, yeah. you know, every, everywhere you went. Is that is, is that true? Yeah, that's true. We basically, I mean, because I didn't, I really didn't know what football was. I knew, I knew nothing, and so um, they brought me out early and tried to, you know, show me like the very, very basics, and then I was like, oh no this isn't something you can really fake. Like, cause, cause you know, I would look at athletes and look at like college athletes and watch like them play. And, you know, there's an attitude and a, and a swagger and a flow to these guys that, you know, I needed to, I wanted to tap into. And so I bought a football and I just kept that with me all the time. I walked everywhere with it, everywhere I went, every meeting I went, I'd have the football. I had just like NFL just playing in the background when I was like at home. And I just tried to immerse myself in it as much as I could. And then, for South Central, I just went there. I just, um, before we started filming the weeks kind of leading up to it, I would go to South Central and I'd go to Crenshaw and walk up and down Crenshaw Boulevard and Slauson and Overhill and just um, just spend time there, just watching people, listening to people talk. Um, 
like I only listened to LA hip hop for most of the first season. I would only listen to LA hip hop, um, a lot of Nipsey, a lot of Game, a lot of Kendrick, um, and then uh, yeah, just I just I would find like what are the big places, what are the landmarks of this neighborhood, this the Slauson Swami and Simply Wholesome over over there, and all these all these dope spots, and I would just go to these places and just kind of you know be in the background and just watch and just pay attention to people. And then by the time we got started to filming, I started, you know, I, I knew what we were talking about and I had a more familiar, I familiarized, familiarized myself with the world a little bit more. Um, so yeah, it was just as much immersion as I could. You know, I stayed in the accent. Uh, I still stay in the accent while we're filming. Um, only listen to kind of like LA hip hop, LA R&B. And yeah, every other weekend I would just go and just like spend time there and just watch people. So you had to you had to immerse yourself into the actual culture yeah, of, of what it is because and, and and maybe I don't know if it was if it was a little bit difficult for you uh, or a little bit easier being from the UK and coming in and picking up uh, a whole different culture you know it's not just a US culture it's a it's a West Coast culture but it's also an LA culture at, at that so coming from the UK and then having to learn a whole new culture. Was that difficult for you? Yeah, but it, it, it was difficult, but it was, um, that's the whole point of why I became an actor, right? Like I never be- became an actor to play myself or to play versions of myself. You know, you as an actor, like I went to theater school for like four years and they give you all this stuff and these techniques to be able to transform. That's the joyous. And, you know, and we used to celebrate those actors, you know, the, the big actors that they just look unrecognizable when you watch them on TV. Those are the actors that I always admired. Those are the actors that I wanted to be like. And so I was always, before All-American, I was always chasing those roles that would require me to, um, to, to learn something new. You know, I didn't just, you know, I didn't, I'd get bored real easy if I was just playing myself all the time or playing someone. You know, I'm a young black kid from Birmingham, UK. I, the, the last thing I want to do is play a kid from Birmingham, UK. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, so when my agent came and said, yo, you'd, you'd have to learn the accent, you'd have to learn a culture, you'd have to learn a sport, you'd have to learn. I was like, yo, that's the dream. That's what every, every actor I know, that's what every, we're all chasing, is that kind of thing that's going to allow us to attempt to transform. You guys are currently in, in, in season four season right four. now. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and by the way, any show, anything that could have more than two seasons is a win. Especially four, or five, yeah. four or five. You here for you here forever at, 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 at that point. It is. It's as, as the show is, is currently in season four, how how have you felt like you've grown as an actor since the day since your debut in, in 2018? I think my confidence has has grown. I've never been a lead before. I've never um I've never had my face on like a poster or anything. Or you know, so that was it. It kind of shut me up and it. And the pressure of it was was a lot, something I never felt before. I'd always, you know, been supporting. I'd always been there to, like, service the story. This was the first time where I was playing a character that was the story. And so the pressure that you're either going to crumble or you're going to kind of step up to it. And so for me, I um, it was a big learning curve being able to be the one that's, like, the face of something. And so um, it, I'm, I've, I've definitely still grown in confidence. I definitely feel like I'm... Uh, a more confident actor. I'm willing to take risks a lot more, you know. There's so much times in the, in the show where, or, you know, acting where I get a feeling or I get an instinct to do something or try something, but then, you know, you get scared of, like, getting embarrassed or getting it wrong or, you know, but now I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit more fearless on set. I'm a little bit more, um, 
eager to like try stuff and see how we can make this moment or this scene or this episode better. And a lot of that's just come from being at the center of something, which was, this was the first time I got to experience that. So definitely a confidence for sure. You recently, I mean, I see you, I see you in the gym. I see you, you know, getting your eye going. So <laughs> yeah. you, 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 you recently posted a, a video on Instagram of you working out. Is, is that something, is that something you were, you were already in, you into anyway, or, or does, I would say, like pre-training a football player force you to, to like tap into that side of it, hit the gym even harder? It was, it was both. Like I was into fitness. I mean, I, I, I always say, I think if, if acting didn't work out, I probably would have ended up somewhere like personal training or something. And a lot of people around me, like my brother's also into fitness. I've got friends that are always in the gym. And so I'd always been into working out. It was always something, I think I started probably getting serious about it in high school. But again, it wasn't about fitness. It was about girls. It was, right, right, of course. Any 16-year-old kid in the gym, it, there's a girl somewhere involved. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> I mean, for sure. But eventually you kind of, you know, you evolve and you go out and you realize that you see the benefits and you do your research and you realize that, oh, no, this is actually good for, for me. And so I kind of reached that point where I realized that I'm just a better version of myself when I'm working out, when I'm in the gym, when, you know, it's good for me mentally, it's good for me uh, physically. I like how it feels. Um, with the show, it, I had to take it to another level because, you know, it's, it's, and it's a different, you know, we're talking agility now and we're talking um, explosiveness. And these are things that, you know, the regular dude in the gym isn't necessarily thinking about. You're thinking about muscles and how you look and stuff. So I definitely had to um, move in a different direction and, and, get more like specific about how I was training and what I was training. Um, and then obviously incorporating as much football as I can. Cause again, I had to learn this sport from the ground up um, from the rules to how to run to the route tree, everything. And this, I've still got a long way to go, but you know, I'm, I'm proud to say I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, a lot further from where I, where I started for sure. But um, so yeah, I just kind of modified my training to include elements of uh, what a regular, you know, high school, college football player would would be going through. And luckily we've got, I made friends with dudes on the stunt team and people and they, um, we would just, I'd say, yo, just take me to the park, run me through what you went through in college, run me through the drills you had to do in school and just incorporate that into my my, my routine. And you, so let me, this is, this is a personal question for me. Yeah. When you, when you're on set or you're going through, you're trying to, you're trying to transition into that, like that football player. Yeah. Is it, do you have actual, actual football players there with you that's walking you through it, that's talking you through it? Or is, the, is it somebody who may know the game who will walk you and, 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 and talking about never played a game before? Because it'd be tricky sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. For when, when we're shooting scenes where we're playing, there's football players everywhere. Because they, okay. yeah, our stunt team and the guys that played, like the players, they're made up of ex college ballers, ex some of them were in the NFL. Got it, got it. Guys who, you know, had, you know, did their time in the league or did their time in college. And, um, and now we're moving into like stunt work and sports work and things like that. And so they've got stories for days. And so I just, I just be, I just like to be around them because again, you know, what it's like, it's a different energy. You know, when an yeah. elite athlete, they move different, they talk different. They're so, they're like, they can't turn, the, I've noticed they can't turn that competitive thing off. No, they can't. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> the day with a bunch of, bunch of dudes and they were arguing about which state's got the best football players, whether it's Florida or Cali <laughs> or Texas. And I was, and that stuff, I soak all that stuff up because, you know, that's, that's who this character is. And so I just watch how these guys move and talk. And, and they're, all, they're, they're always available for questions. You know, I'll, I'll ask them, you know, if like there's something I don't understand or 
if something doesn't feel real, I say, yo, did, did that work? Would someone really do that? Would that be, would that be real? And usually I'll go to them before I go to anyone else because they lived it. You know, so sometimes mm. before I go to the, the, the writer, before I go to the director, before I go to anyone, I'll go to one of these stunt guys and say, yo, because some of these guys, they were like two years ago, this was their life. And so I'm, I'll go to them before anyone else and say, yo, did that look right? How did that, how was my technique? How was my form? How was, you know, and they'll correct things and they'll move things around and stuff like that. So they're, they're super gracious. So yeah, I'm, I'm lucky for that. There, there, there's also a video uh, um, that, that looks like you, you're working with Adidas. Can you, is, is, is that true? And can you, can you, what can you tell us about that? That was, um, that's not, not in any f- uh, official capacity, hopefully one day, but um, that was basically just uh, sort of a concept thing that I filmed. They sent me some clothes and, and we were sort of building this sort of collaboration. And so that was sort of like the first level of it. Um, and then, yeah, the plan is to definitely hopefully do more with them down the line. But um, yeah, that was like the first level of it. For me, you know, the social media stuff, all my fans know I'm not huge on it, but Fitness is a big part of my world. You know, music's a big part of my world. I love music. And so um, anytime I get to express myself in those kind of ways, I'm usually all for it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just, I loved what Adidas had sent me and how they hit me up and how they approach. And so I decided to, you know, return the favor and make something cool for them. Got it. That's you. That's you being proactive. You're exactly. being proactive. Exactly. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's jump into growing up a little bit. Okay. Uh, so so the, the world knows you as this character, right? And, and, but many, many people are surprised that you're actually from England. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's take them back to get to know you, to get to know how you got here a little bit. Like growing up, when, when did you know you wanted to be an actor? I mean, I would say it was kind of late. Consider, I mean, I, I was probably 17, 18. Um, which is late, you know, a lot of kids, they're already in like performing art schools at like six, seven, and you know, learning to sing and dance. I wasn't doing any of that. I was, I was a, a jock in school. I played, you know, basketball, I ran a little bit. Um, so it was really, it was late. Basically we had a teacher in high school who pushed me, really just wouldn't take no for an answer to be in a school production. Every two years, my school put on like a performance and we had a teacher called Mrs. Downey who, uh, basically dragged me to rehearsal. And I was saying, no, I was like, I thought, you know, theater kids, they're weird. I don't want nothing to do with these people. Like, I was like, forget it. But I remember she, she came, she said, just come, just come for one rehearsal and um, just see if you like it. I was like, okay, cool. Came, I opened the door, there was girls everywhere. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll stick around for one rehearsal. <laughs> and so I stuck around for one rehearsal and everyone was sad. sad. It was like, it was weird, man. Everyone was singing and dancing and stuff. And then, um, but slowly but surely, I was like, oh, this, that's kind of cool. Oh, that's kind of cool. And I find myself, you know, there and then she was like, I'm waiting to go for one of the lead roles. I said, no way. I said, I'm not an actor. I said, I'm, I'm just here. I'm doing you a favor. But she taught me into it. 
And um, I got the part and it ended up being like the most fun I'd ever had at school. Um, and then from that point, I, and then the next year I wrote in drama just to see, just to see if it was a fluke or see if this is something I really like. That's when she introduced me to Shakespeare. And then um, that's when kind of my world changed because, you know, young black kid in, in sort of inner city Birmingham, Shakespeare feels so far away. You know, it feels exactly. like it's something for like, you know, rich, posh people to do, you know, but the way she broke it down and then I ended up uh, coming across a video of a, a UK rapper who was mixing Shakespeare with hip hop. And that kind of blew my mind. And then he basically made this argument that the closest thing we have to Shakespeare today is rap, is hip hop. And um, he did this test to prove it. He said, uh, you got these uh, like Shakespearean scholars and said, I'm going to give you a line from hip hop. I'm going to give you a line from uh, Shakespeare. And I want you to guess which is a rap line, which is a Shakespeare line. And they completely got it wrong. They, they thought Wu-Tang was Shakespeare. They thought Shakespeare was Jay-Z. They thought Eminem. <laughs> it was crazy. And so I'm in school as a young, and this is a dude, like he's in a tracksuit. He's got dreads. He looks just like me. And he's schooling these dudes on Shakespeare. And so I was like, oh, maybe I can do this. It kind of gave me the confidence. Like, you know what? Maybe this is for me. Maybe I can try it. And so I kind of dove head first, fell in love with it, used hip hop music and rap music as my, like my way in. And, uh, yeah, that was it. From that point, by the end of that year, I was like, I want to be an actor. This is, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and then I, I went, to, uh, when I was 19, I moved to London cause, uh, to go to theatre school. Spent four years at theatre school, kind of training, doing more of the same. Got an agent at the end of that. And then, yeah, just started auditioning and, and pushing and pushing. Who, I mean, first of all, to, to, I always think that if you, if you tackle theatre first, everything else is easy after that. A hundred percent. A hundred. And, and I, I don't know why it's, it's not, it should be that way in, over here in the States. Right. You know, I think people should take theater a little bit more seriously uh, in, in, in order to really like hone their skills and, 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 and their craft. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, you know, you, you I, like even training too, right. You have trainers over here who have to go through so much and then take another test to be a PT, et cetera. Whereas in the UK and Europe, it's, it's all in one. You have to know, you have to know everything. You have, you have to be a PT, a, a, a trainer. You have to be a sports trainer. You have to be all of that before you even could come over here. So I, I look at the same when it, when it comes to theater and acting. Like if you can master theater, if you can master theater, it's you're, 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 you're good. And I, and we can see that in the actors today, you know, that that comes from the UK or that comes from theater. You can see them, how they just glow up on, 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 on the big screen. I, just the, I mean, not even just the UK actors. You look at some of our, like some of the great American actors. You look at Denzel, you look at Samuel L. Jackson. Theater. The late, great Chadwick Boseman. All those guys came from theater. You go back on way back to their resume. Like it's, it's an, I wouldn't even say it's a, a British thing. Um, it's, it's, you know, all these old school actors that we love that command our respect and you every time, you know, when there's a new Denzel film out, it's an event, like you have to go see that. Whether, right. you know, Samuel Jackson and every, those guys came from there, like, um, and so it's, it's just, it's, it's universal. It's not necessarily an American or British thing, it's, but I would say to anyone, British or American, if you have access to it and you have the patience and the grit, like, it's the best foundation you'll get for sure. 
and, and like speaking on speaking on Denzel and, and, and Samuel and all of those guys, just actors. Uh, who, who who are some of your favorite actors that you that you grew up watching? Um, it was, I mean, Denzel was kind of at the, the the top of the pyramid for sure. Um, and then it was a lot of like Idris Idris Elba. Um, he does his thing. Tom Hardy's another British British guy. Damson Damson Idris and Snowfall. I'm a big fan of. Um, Amy Adams, I think, is is an awesome actress too. She's really cool. Um, Octavia Spencer. I thought she's like everything she does. Every movie she she's in, she makes it better. Um, yes. But for but as a young kind of young kid coming up, wanting to be active, it was always it was always Denzel. That's who I was watching. That's who I was studying and really like figuring out. Like just every move he made, I was I was like, oh, I wonder why he did that. Every interview, everything. So you so he so then Denzel is is who influenced you? You know the way you you act today. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Got it. What 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 effect what what effect do you think growing up in, in England uh, kind of just had on your creative process and, and, and the way you work? And I know you mentioned it as far as you know your teacher kind of nudged you yeah. to keep going and, and, and get into theater when you didn't even want to. You was doing her a favor, but what what you know what the effect of of growing up in England you think had on you? It kind of made me hungrier, I think, growing up in England because where I grew up, like I didn't grow up in London. I went to theater school in London, but I grew up in. It's a it's a small city. It's a very industrial city, and so um, there isn't a lot of room for creativity in the city where I was from. You know, you uh, you were kind of expected to, um, you know, get a nine to five and and come out of school, do school. There was a routine you were kind of expected to follow, and so for me, who was never just my mind just never moved like that. I was never. I was always creative, even though I I didn't find acting until really late. But my the way my mind was always creative, and that's why I used to get in so much trouble at school because I just couldn't sit still. And so, um, but what I think what it made me did growing up in that environment, it made me hungry to kind of um, get outside of it and see what else the world had to offer, you know, and see, you know, see what cities like London and then eventually LA and New York and all these big cities where there just seemed to be so much happening. I'd watch these cities on TV and be like, man, it's like a different world. <laughs> and it was, it really was from where I was, from where I was. And so I almost am grateful that I didn't grow up in it because it gave me something to chase. It gave me something to kind of hunt for and look for. Um, and it, it, so I'm kind of thankful that where I grew up because it just made me kind of want to work harder to um, move beyond it. Are you, are you in the States full time now? Pretty okay. much. I mean, we filmed for the Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. We filmed Got it. Yeah, so yeah. How often do you get back to England? Um, usually like twice, you go back for like hol- the big holidays, Christmas and things like that. And then um, this is all pre-COVID obviously, but like my family would come and see me and they'd come and visit and, and, and kick it with me. So usually two or three times a year, um, more if I can, but it just, you know, film, film is pretty extensive. Last thing before we kind of switch it up. I, I read that you played basketball growing up. You, you mentioned that, you mentioned that a little bit to me earlier. Yeah. Like what, what, what can you tell, what can you tell us about just your interest in, in, in the game? I, I think it was a. Uh, I was naturally competitive, and we um, we we it, 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 again. It was probably you know it was a it was a coach actually because we were we all played, but it was it was street ball, and it was we were all like kids that we were kind of young, kind of rough kids that a lot of the teachers didn't know what to do with. But the one thing we all kind of we were unified is we love sports, and so there was a there was a coach who just happened to be like I know the way to get through to these kids. And so he would put us on a basketball court and that's where we learned our discipline. 
you know, um, we just, I just wasn't built for the classroom. You know, I love learning. I love, I love history. I love um, science and psychology and stuff like that. But they're just like, sitting in a seat and taking notes for two hours. Just my mind just couldn't do it. And so, you know, when that happens, you would act up and it's the same for so many kids now. But um, when I was on the basketball court, there was like a freedom to it. And I was still learning the same values. I was still learning how to follow rules, how to, you know, discipline and how to, um, you know, cooperate, work as a team. All those things exist in a basketball game. You have to be able to do them to a high level in order to, uh, in order to win. So I'm learning the skills I needed to learn for life, but I just happened to learn them on the court instead of a classroom. You know, what I, I got mean? it. That's got why it. I think it's important. We should, you know, we should, we should take these because these sports seriously. They're not just uh, like they're more, they're more than what meets the eye for these kids. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of these kids. That's the only way they're going to learn these important lessons. Um, and so we had a coach that just used the game as a way to like teach us how to be men almost. And, uh, and I'm very grateful for that. And then, and also, you know, it's fun, man. It's just, I love, I love basketball. I, can't, I mean, I can't play for shit before, but I still love it. <laughs> any, 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 any other sports you, you're interested in? I mean, I, I know, I know Englanders, they, you know, love, love their football. And, yeah. Uh, so oh, who's your team? Who's your club? Growing up, it was, it was Manchester United. That was like, okay. They 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 really what they used to be. <laughs> back, in, back when I was growing up, they was unbeatable. They was like a dream team, but it's they ain't really what they used to be. But growing up, it was Manchester United. Me and most of my family, and then, but obviously I'm from Birmingham, so it's like so Birmingham City was another one. Aston Villa was another one. So we had a couple teams, um, but for me, me and my family, for some reason, we all just love Manchester United. Okay. So I have a I have a soft spot for them. Switching gears a bit, man. Let's let's before we wrap this whole thing up. Let's talk about some of the things that that, that you focused on um, as a as a young person in the industry, right? What what advice would would, would you give to any kids watching uh, who, who are thinking about just taking the acting route? I would say take your time um, and find like a, a process. It goes it goes back to what we we're talking about with with theater. What I notice is. Um, there's like an impatience that, that can, can come in with, uh, and I get it, I get it completely, because you see someone you admire on TV and you're like, I want to get there, and I want to get there like right now, I don't want to have to wait, but if this, if something like this All-American would have came to me when I was like a kid or friend, if, like say I just finished theater school, got this, and some miracle happened, I got this role, it was in LA, I'd have been a mess by now, bro, I'd have been, I wouldn't have been able to handle it I, emotionally, physically, the physical demands of it, my work ethic, none of it was where it needed to be to be able to handle this role. So when I first came out, my first role, I didn't even have no lines. I was just in one scene, I was just had to sit there. That was my first ever role. And then my second role, I had two lines. And then it just was growing and growing and growing. And then I eventually got a role where I was in the whole episode. And then I was in two episodes and then, you know, I was in six episodes and then I, it was a real slow build. And I'm so grateful for that. Even though it was frustrating, even though I was, you know, watching people ahead of me, you know, get, you know, their face was on the big screen and there was the lead and I wanted it more than anything, but I trusted the process and I trusted that, yo, my time will come. I just got to take my time. But looking back, I learned everything I needed for this role during that time. 
if I'd have got it without that, I, I don't know what it would be. I don't know if it would be in season four. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I really don't. What's next for you? And, and you know, what's, what's next for you? And, and do you have any upcoming projects that, that, that we can be looking out for? Not just people that we, and I say we, meaning, meaning your fans. Yeah, I mean, the next, thing, the next thing I'm most excited about doing is still with the show, but I'm directing now. Um, gonna, oh, okay, okay. They're going to let me direct this season, which I'm, I'm super excited about. So um, one of the episodes, look out for one of the episodes this season because it will say directed by Daniel Ezra. Um, yeah, it's, it's something I've been uh, curious about for a while. Um, just sort of the, the and I guess one of the gifts of being the lead, it means I'm on set all the time. So I get to see all the different things that go into making this show. You know, from the outside, it just looks like it's just actors. There's a whole team of people, cameras, directors, producers, everything that have to, you know, electricians, lighting, that have to make this thing what it is. And so because I'm, you know, because I'm filming so much, I get to, you know, see everything that goes into it. And one of the elements that, um, that, that kind of caught my eye was the director was actually the person who's at the head, who's in charge of putting all this together and deciding how this thing's going to look and feel. And so, um, yeah, and they were, you know, uh, our showrunner Keiichi and Warner Brothers were gracious enough to say, all right, we're going to give you a shot and, and let you actually um, direct an episode. So that's kind of what I'm sort of preparing for right now. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Well, my brother, I, 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 let me just let me just close this out by saying thank you again, man. And you know, you plenty of nights. Uh, you 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 brought me and my son closer and closer and closer and closer <laughs> together. Uh, you you you've had him throwing things at the TV, talk about the episode. <laughs> the episode shouldn't have ended like that. What's going to happen next? Uh, we gotta wait. We gotta wait till next year to see the season. Like yeah, yeah, so, these, these these are nice that, that that me and my me and my little man has had, man. I just want to say thank you for thank you for joining me today on What's in Your Glass, Daniel, and best of luck with everything you have going on right now. I want to thank the audience uh, for tuning in this week for sure. Uh, as you know, please follow, rate, review What's in Your Glass on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And you also check the video releases on each week on YouTube. Uh, once again, my brother, it's always love. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll be running across you out, out here in in LA uh, you, you have my support you have my household support keep doing what you're doing we're big fans we love what you're doing man and we'll be tuned in for this new season and everything that you got going on so I appreciate it my brother yeah I appreciate you too and I remember what I said man you were a big inspiration for me growing up like, uh, that was I appreciate that yeah so thank you so much it's been a lot to me thank you mm-hmm.